0: From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at Bluenile.com. Bluenile.com. Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. And this is an unscheduled episode because I've been up all night watching that tremendous Indian run chase in Brisbane to win not only the Test match, but also the series 2-1. And I just want to celebrate a, a fantastic performance by India to win the series. So two series in a row won by India in Australia now. And completely confounding all expectations, the things they've overcome, overcoming 36 all out in Adelaide, the departure of their captain Virat Kohli after the first test, Constant problems with biosecure environments, an onerous quarantine in various hotels not allowed out, uncertainty about the schedule and an extraordinary sequence of injuries, which meant that by the last Test match they had only three players who started the series playing in that 11. And it was just the most valiant and extraordinary performance to win against all the odds against Australia at the Gabba, the cauldron of Australian sport, the stronghold of their team where they haven't lost since 1988. In fact, I made a note here that the last time Australia lost at the Gabba, George H. Bush had won the presidential election. Virat Kohli was 16 days old. Sachin Tendulkar hadn't made his test debut. And on a personal note, Mark Ramprakash won man of the match in the NatWest final at Lords, aged 17, a game in which I played as well. So that just shows how long ago it was. And I'm delighted to say we have on the line Prakash Wakanka, all the way from India, our very, very generous Indian correspondent. Prakash,
1: what well, I mean, just a remarkable achievement. Did you expect it? Uh, hand on heart, I wanted it. But did I think it will happen? No. Uh, I was actually very honestly thinking that given the way the wicket was supposed to play, that if India could hold on uh, with a little bit of help from the rain gods, it would be terrific. But I knew that this side will fight tooth and nail. I think they demonstrated that enough in the series uh, to have that belief. And, And where did they get that belief from, do you think? You know, uh, Simon, I, I've, uh, as you know, I've known, known some of the guys, particularly the backroom guys, uh, quite well. Uh, now, you know Ravi Shastri as much as probably anyone else does, just in terms of at least his public persona. The guy is not somebody who will let shoulders droop easily. Uh, in fact, among the many criticisms of Ravi Shastri over the years, it's always been that he's often created the sense of being bigger than what they actually are. And I think after that uh, terrible performance at Adelaide, uh, what he and the team, along with Ajinkya Rahane, were able to do, just in terms of lifting the spirits of the, of the boys by, I think, and I have no internal confirmation of this, obviously, but essentially, I think they just said, forget about what's happened. We've, we can't do any worse. And that spirit, combined with the fact that so many of the youngsters were getting drafted in, I mean, it was almost like a draft in, in World War II, right? Youngsters being picked up and saying, all right, here's your gun, here's your uniform, go do battle. Uh, they were just pulled in. And I think the hunger that these boys had uh, to, to be able to perform on the big stage, getting the opportunity, it's a fairy tale. That's where I think it comes from, a combination of hunger a combination of the eight tours that india have had uh, in some small measure certainly the ipl not being overawed by the occasion and realizing they've got nothing to lose
0: yes it's it's a fascinating combination of uh, of scenarios really the IPL obviously has has a major impact just not necessarily in technique but in as you say self belief actually in and dealing with pressure situations and uh, intensity of competition and playing against big star players from overseas which uh, a lot of these younger players wouldn't have encountered otherwise but but for the IPL also you have to hand it to Ajinka Rahane who is unbeaten as uh, Indian captain, and he just has this sort of quiet confidence about him. Even his innings today, uh, he made only twenty-four, but it was in twenty-two balls, and there was purpose and intent, and uh, you know, kind of intensity about the way he batted, which must have sent a message to the other players—a sort of message of reassurance and positivity. He—he's he, a—he a, a, seems to have a, a very strong influence on that group of players.
1: I think that was very visible, wasn't it? And this is not taking anything away from Virat Kohli necessarily. There's two different, completely different styles of of leadership and management. Uh, It was obvious on the field. I mean, how often when Virat Kohli is leading, do you see a Pujara or a Ashwin actively involved in discussion? You don't. With Ajinkya, uh, everybody virtually had something or the other that they could say. There was, I think, the, the sort of emperor had come down in plain clothes, if you will, to, to work with his with his team. And that is why one of the refrains going around the, the social media circuit, at least in India, is this was an Indian team, even though Ravi Shastri in the post-match was very clear in saying this is Virat's team, and it's taken years in, in building. And, and nobody can question that either. But I think Ajinkya Rahane is, I think, typifies the classical Indian middle-class values. Understated, believes in his own way of uh, competition, in his own way of showing strength of character, and believes that you don't need to be like a cat on a hot tin roof to be able to show aggression in only one way. I think his quiet demeanor, his ability to carry people along and perform, I think that Melbourne Test match and his 100 may well have set the course for the way the series has ended.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and, and amazing how the tables were turned after that desperate for- performance of 36 all out in Adelaide and the captain going home, Jinka um, uh, Rahani making that 100 at, at the MCG. And I suppose there's something about Kohli, which, I mean, I think if I was playing under him, I'd feel slightly intimidated, not because he means to be a bully or anything, but he's just so... He's got such an intensity of uh, his behavior and his demeanor and obviously sets incredibly high standards and he's so dedicated to to fitness and and supremacy that you might feel a bit overawed being in his company. And yet, as you say, uh, there's this sort of quietly soothing
1: persuasion about Ajinka instead. Yeah, that's that's beautifully put and I, I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. I think, you know, we see that in all walks of life, isn't it? Some kids grow up in a family where the, the dad is a... <coughs> it doesn't mean any ill to his kids, but it's just a domineering figure by virtue of the standards that he or she sets for himself. And you're very right. I think... Who was it? I think it might have been uh, Sachin Tendulkar or, or someone else who once said that if, if you don't realize that you have a supreme talent and expect everybody else to deliver on that same standard, you're actually doing them injustice. I'm not sure if it was Sachin, but someone certainly said that. And I think it's a little bit true with Virat Kohli. Because Virat's standards, whether it's fielding, fitness, or anything else, are exacting. And try as he may, uh, sometimes he maybe just unintentionally creates a barrier uh, which he he may well uh, not ever want to do.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Uh, many heroes for India, uh, not least the, the younger brigade, uh, someone like Washington Sundar, for instance, on his test debut, who came in and nervously made 50, and the partnership with him and uh, Takur, who is not a... A recognised batsman, particularly though I know he's had impactful innings in Ranji Trophy and even in IPL games, but he came in at number eight and they put together a partnership of 123, which totally transformed India's first innings. And Washington Sundar just looked incredibly composed and stylish at the crease and not overawed at all. There was a lot of sort of short pitch bowling early on in his innings, and he weaved out of the way and took a couple of blows, but he just looked almost immaculate at the wicket, um, only 21, looks like he might have a big future.
1: In fact, that's going to be the big challenge for the for the selection committee. There, The problems for the first two tests in, against England, I think, have been reduced in a strange sort of way because of the injuries that are being carried back to India by three or four players. But think about it, you can only put 11 players on the park. How are they going to fit all of these guys in? India used <laughs> 20 players in this series actively. Uh, they could they could just play amongst themselves, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, it, it is going to be a challenge. But talking about people like Washington Sundar or, or the others, Shubman Gill, uh, even Rishabh Pant uh, mm. and, and uh, Siraj, of course, uh, young Nat Rajan and so on. These are all fairy tales. But the man behind many of them is the great Rahul Dravid. They're all products of the Under-19 World Cups. They're all products of A-teams. And the man who's mentored and coached them over the last three or four years is Rahul Dravid. He, in many ways, is as much an unsung hero of this uh, series win, in my view, as is Ravi Shastri or Drahane or the rest of the team.
0: Now, I can cl- completely see that. And we've had him on the podcast before, actually, talking about the, the way he's worked with some of these younger players. He keeps talking about they should take more pride in a good leave. Uh, there wasn't an awful lot of good leaving, actually, but there was a man who has almost reincarnated Raul Dravid at the crease, Cheteshwar Pajara, who uh, is the... He, he, he survived 928 balls in the series. I say he survived. I mean, he took an awful lot of them on the body, actually. I think he was hit 10 or 11 times in this test match innings, And that, that compares 928 balls in this series. He faced 1,258 in the previous series, which, of course, India also won in Australia. Uh, he batted for 31 hours in that series. He's probably batted about 25 hours in this one. And... Actually, what made, I found quite extraordinary about watching him bat and just resist everything that the Australians threw at him was that for a batsman of his achievements, 6,000 test runs, uh, an average in the 40s, he's actually incredibly bad at playing the short-pitch bowling, but he sort of copes and, and his body has to withstand a lot of blows, but he, you know, even after being hit in the face or hit on the ribs or wherever, he's right behind the next ball.
1: He is uh, the rock of Gibraltar in many ways. Uh, Not pretty to look at, but uh, serves a purpose which very few others would be able to do. He's not going to be featured in in any sort of uh, uh, advertisement of of how to bat, but if you think about it from the perspective of putting a price on his wicket, I think nobody's wicket is dearer than than Pujara's if you're a bowler or a fielding side. Uh, He does what he does well. And and I think teams internationally have figured this out. You'll remember on England's last trip here, uh, even uh, uh, you know even in that series, Pujara got hit in the on the helmet a couple of times. He has a problem, and I think it got accentuated after those knee surgeries. Uh, whether it's running between the wickets, so maybe a little bit of mobility uh, may have been hampered. But boy, does he want to put a price on that wicket? And is he just sticky out there? I mean, you've got to drag him off uh, the pitch. I thought he was one of the batsmen that Australia sorted out in terms of their planning. It didn't always work, but when they had him, they did. And I had an interesting chat with, with a former India captain uh, to say that could it be that because no plans would have been made by the analyst team about how to bowl to a Shardul Thakur, a Washington Sundar, uh, etc., was it that there wasn't enough planning and that is what allowed these youngsters also to get on with their game, whereas they had strategies for the Rahanes and the, and the, uh, the Pujaras of the world and the Sharmas of the world. Mm.
0: I, I can't believe that they didn't have, uh, have done some homework. Uh, the, you know, these players, the, the Shubman Gills and Rishabh Pant's, and Washington Sundar as well have played in the IPL. These guys, these Australians would have seen them. Someone like Steve Smith would have seen them at fairly close hand. But they played above themselves undoubtedly. Uh, Shubman Gill definitely one to look out for in the future. I mean, he has a fantastic first class record. He's averaging nearly 70 in first class cricket and he'd be averaging over 50 in test cricket i think after only 3 tests 91 today he took on the australian fast bowlers in a way that they've rarely been uh, taken on by uh, some people mentioned some of his shots r- slightly reminiscent
1: of forender saywag i, I, I mean just it just looks
0: superb absolutely
1: he did and and i think you know where he scores very very highly in my book at least is temperament Uh, It didn't look like this was a young lad coming out and, you know, facing the the might of the Australian bowlers at the Gabba on a fifth day wicket where the Aussies had talked up all the cracks and everything big time uh, on day, day three and day four. And he just went about his business as if it was just another first class match. He would tonk one through the covers, take two steps to square leg gather himself, and, and if he was hit or if he had a, a nasty ball, he'd let it go and he'd just stand back again. Temperament was absolutely brilliant. Uh, and if someone deserved a century, like I think Labuschagne did at Sydney, he certainly did today, but that'll come.
0: Mm. Yeah, It's a good point about his uh, composure at the crease. Rishabh Pant, well, we saw a dramatic innings by him at 97 in Sydney, which in the end didn't take uh, the Indians to victory, but today, 89 not out where do you bowl to him? He, he just seems completely fearless, uh, ingenious, idiosyncratic. Uh, I mean, he's, he's an absolute sort of mercurial batsman.
1: He absolutely is. He's an enigma. And I think, you know, Indian cricket could do him and itself a big service by simply now deciding that he is a left-handed middle-order batsman and forget about the wicket-keeping gloves for a while because that is what raises all the controversy. Uh, everybody understands he's not the best wicketkeeper by any stretch. And when it comes to playing in India, uh, I think if he's going to don the gloves, he might sort of cop, cop it for his wicketkeeping, though his batting will be what it is. But he's that kind of player, isn't he, Simon? He can change the complexion of the game uh, without an injury to Vihari. Who knows what would have happened at Sydney? Nobody can say. But he can change the complexion. He's Adam Gilchrist all over again. He is, yeah. That's uh, a good thenson. comparison.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and I think in that sense, you know, it's it's very difficult to bowl to him. You saw that towards the end of the innings, uh, that little paddle sweep to to Nathan Lyon. I mean, who would expect that in a test match? We saw pictures of Rohan Kanai uh, on the ground after playing, playing a particular shot. But that was very different from here as a guy who's sort of falling away and paddling it over his shoulder to find leg like, for four. In a tense situation where he knows that if he gets out, there's three bowlers and who knows what can happen. It only takes three balls. Fearless. You use the mm. word, Simon. Mm. That's the thing. These youngsters absolutely don't know how to spell fear.
0: Mm. Yeah. And and you said also that uh, Ajinkya Rahani, his name means something, doesn't it, in Marathi?
1: <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, if you take Ajinkya and Rahane the two words that uh, form his name uh, as pure words and not as as uh, uh, as as part of his name l- translated into English quite literally they would mean to remain unbeaten and he has remained unbeaten in the test that he's kept in India so far mm. remarkable coincidence
0: mm. many other heroes one just to pick out uh, Mohammed Siraj you mentioned him yourself made his test debut in this series and you, you used the word fairy tale, uh, quite an extraordinary story in his case, uh, the son of a rickshaw driver, I believe, who, who died during this series, and he wasn't able to go back for his funeral, and he shed a tear in, in one of the uh, pre-match ceremonies, didn't
1: he? He did. And, and it's not just, not just Siraj. Uh, you know, you look at any one of these guys, there is there is so much that is now being talked about, how Washington Sundar grew up, uh, how Shubman Gill came from a small town and came to Chandigarh and started playing. Rishabh Pant packed his bags in Uttarakhand and came. And would you believe it, as as recently as three and a half years ago, he couldn't find a place in the Ranji Trophy team for Delhi. Uh, you look at uh, natrajan You look at uh, uh, Shardul Thakur. All of these guys have literally got... Stories that would, you know, each of them uh, could, could be a, a novel and people would think it's fiction, but it's not. It's fact. They've braved the odds. They've kept the hunger going, knowing there are hundreds and thousands of players uh, who are vying for that India shirt. And as you said, Rahul Dravid's words, take more pride in wearing that crest on your shirt. They have shown that when they get the opportunity, they're going to give it their all. And I think in some ways they put a few of the senior members of the team on notice.
0: Wow. It it sounds like a Bollywood movie, (laughs) actually, Um, with a a few soundtracks from Shah Khan. What what of Australia? (laughs) I I suppose, you know, they will be uh, doing some soul searching themselves. How did they lose that test match? How did they lose uh, in the stronghold of the Gabba? just a few weaknesses have appeared in the series, they haven't really got a stable opening pair Marcus Harris didn't look convincing obviously Joe Burns had played before that, David Warner struggled but that's partly because he'd been injured and only came in latterly. Clearly they have a, a very strong middle order in Manus Labuschagne and Steve Smith, but Matthew Wade wasn't particularly convincing. Neither was Cameron Green, though of course he's young. Tim Payne actually had a, a reasonable series with the bat. Pat Cummings was outstanding. Outstanding. And so was Josh sure. Hazelwood. But I think Nathan Lyon and Mitchell Stark were disappointing. Nathan Lyon today on a fifth-day pitch where you might have expected him to get four or five wickets. It was his 100th test match. He was close to getting 400 test wickets but just couldn't quite get there. He's stuck on 399. Today, 31 overs, 2 for 85. and frustrating, and you could hear the frustration actually from the Australian commentators, the likes of Shane Warne, saying, bowl more outside off stump. He kept bowling straight and kept being worked into the leg side, and uh, there's something sort of technically not quite right with him at the moment. He's not getting that line outside off stump to challenge both edges of the bat. So he was disappointing. Mitchell Stark doesn't look quite right, 16 overs, no means, 0 for 75. You know, you can blame... Australians, if you like, I think they also would have rude the fact that they got bowled out for 294 in their second innings. They sort of allowed themselves to be bowled out by perhaps being a little bit complacent in the way they, they, that they batted. But still, you, you have to celebrate the ability of the Indians there to chase that 328 score, which was nearly 100 more than had ever been made to make a successful
1: chase at the Gabba. Absolutely right, Simon. And I I think, you know, you you obviously know the the Aussies a lot better than than maybe I do. But I just felt through the series that they were significantly un-Australian-like, if you know what I mean. Uh, Yes, they bowled short. Yes, there was a little bit of intimidation. They tried everything they could. But somewhere, I'm wondering, post uh, the events of South Africa, post the reconstruction, if you want to use that word, of the team under tim Payne's leadership is there something fundamentally that's changed which is making the australian cricketers or the australian cricket team just a little bit confused about who they want to be are they trying to be something that's not them Uh, you take away as you said you take away smith and labushane from that batting it looks fairly brittle to be honest Uh, pat cummins champion champion bowler uh, absolutely brilliant. I thought Hazelwood was by and large very, very good as well. But, uh, you know, Nathan Lyon can only take away from the 100th Test match the team shirt that the Indian team presented him as a memento. And I suspect that in years to come, he'll cherish it. But right now, it'll probably be lying crumpled in his kid back.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure these cricketers will come again, but uh, it's certainly a wake-up call for the Australians. And what it means with India winning that uh, series is that they've gone to the top of the World Test Championship table uh, with a score, a points score of 71.67, which is calculated to a percentage number of points won compared to the points available because teams have played different numbers of matches. And what do they need to do now to get into the World Test Championship final? Well, they need to stay ahead of New Zealand in second place and they need to beat England 2-0 or 3-1 in the forthcoming series in India uh, and India's home record in the last eight years, Prakash played 34, won 28, lost one.
1: Yes, uh, it's not gonna be easy to beat India in India, but then <laughs> 1988, 2021, that's the story of the Gabba. So anything can happen. Uh, from what little I was able to catch of the the English performance at Gaul. I mean, Joe Root seems to be batting in a, in a completely different zone a uh, couple of new players who i don't know a lot about but their performances seem to be seem to have been pretty solid uh, and and therefore i think india will have a a good battle on their hands uh, we have to just see how all of this you know artificiality in terms of bubbles and management and how much of a toll does that really take on on players and, and that's something that's i think the new normal at least for some time to come uh, but i i don't think india will take england lightly at all considering uh, that uh, they know that England are a very good side, and, and they, are, they have started with what this is their fourth consecutive overseas win, was it yes that 's right I yeah. Correctly, yeah you,
0: you make a good point actually about the the secure cup bubbles because I wonder whether the unusual circumstances these matches are being played in at the moment in small crowds or no crowds has has slightly changed home advantage or removed home advantage. You could actually hear the Indian fans making more noise than the local fans in the Gabba, which I mean, I know they tend to anyway, but there was no feeling of 25,000 Queenslanders all baying for your blood in the Gabba, which you normally get. And maybe that will be the case also in India, that you won't quite get the same local fervent support in a, a test match that you would normally in India.
1: It's, it's entirely possible. I don't think we know what the rules are going to be uh, in terms of who's going to be allowed or not, but I suspect the Barney army won't be there either. Uh, so that's going to be, be something that uh, that England will, will miss just as much as, as India will. But I think these these guys are also going to slowly start getting used to that kind of environment, isn't it? And and their performances and their own skills and abilities will, will come to the fore even, even more than they otherwise do. But yes, I'm sure that home support, playing or drawing energy from the crowd or uh, inspiration if you are being sort of sledged in a in a in a nice way uh, then then drawing drawing inspiration and, and going back and fighting it out those will be impacts but we can only know if if the players themselves talk about it haven't heard a lot of that yet
0: now you, you mentioned also that uh, india have announced their team or their squad for the first two tests it must be an interesting squad because a lot of players are not, not fit, but just give us the, the headlines on who is in that Indian squad for the first two tests against England.
1: Well, uh, like I think I might have just alluded in the, in, uh, earlier, the, the four uh, players who are bringing back injuries and not fit for the first two test matches are uh, Ravi J- Ravindra Jadeja, uh, Mohammad Shami, uh, Umesh Yadav and Hanuma Vihari. So obviously the four of them miss out. Uh, all the young lads who've performed well except Natrajan uh, find a place in the squad. Uh, Akshar Patel uh, is, is the, the left arm spinner or the left arm all rounder, if you will. He is there as a spinner along with Kuldeep Yadav. Uh, but other than that, of course, Saha and Pant both find a place in the team. KL Rahul will go through a fitness test uh, before the first test, but he is provisionally in the squad. Uh, Virat Kohli is captain, just in case someone wonders. And Rohit Sharma, Shubban Gil and Mayank Agarwal are the three openers with the the usual suspects, including Hardik Pandya in the middle order.
0: It's quite a a squad, quite a talented squad, actually. Uh, The one area I suppose England might be able to look at is the spin department, where because of the lack of Jadeja and also Ashwin, perhaps with a bit of an injury cloud hanging over him as well, It might be a sort of second string spin attack, which is just a a glimpse of hope for England.
1: Yes, and yet you saw what the second string or the second and a half string did at the Gabba. So it may not come as a big relief, but uh, you're right. I mean, uh, uh, jokes apart, uh, Ashwin, Kuldeep, Yadav, Washington, Sundar and Akshar Patel. Those are the four spinners in the squad. Uh, I think Ashwin will be fit and he'll be playing on home turf quite literally. Yeah, Chennai. Uh, when, when the first yeah. test opens in, in Chennai uh, So he'll play two test matches there for sure mm-hmm. I would think that between Akshar Patel and Kuldeep Yadav uh, One of them might get get a look in Because India may not want to play two off-spinners, would they?
0: Mm. Well, you never know. It depends how many left-handers England have, I suppose. Stokes will come back. That's Burns true. Burns will come back. So it may be that uh, off-spinners are the way to go. Well, anyway, we'll know more after England have played their second Test match in Sri Lanka. And just to mark your card about what England need to do to get into that top two for the World Test Championship, they must win the second Test in Gaul and beat India 3-0 to be able to get into the top two, overtake both New Zealand and Australia, to get into the top two to have a chance of qualifying for that World Test Championship final. So it's fascinatingly set up over the next couple of months to see uh, how these different teams jockey for position. Prakash, thank you very much for your time. It's been fascinating to listen to you and congratulations and no doubt uh, celebrations all around India today, presumably.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's, it's uh, a little bit late for Diwali, but I think, uh, you know, I don't think India will mind that coming as it does in these times of COVID uh, and just seeing uh, this, is, this is the new India. I think as, uh, as someone said on television today, and I'm quoting, I think it was Harsha Bhogle actually who said it. He said, it's time for my generation to just walk away and hand over the stage to these youngsters. They are the future.
0: Well, it looks as if it's a pretty rosy future then. Okay, well, one little commercial to finish. We've had lots of interesting guests, young players in our virtual cricket club, but this week we have Graham Gooch, the veteran of English cricket, English batsmanship. He's our guest in the virtual cricket club on Thursday night, 7pm January the 21st. You can join us in the virtual cricket club by going to worldsbestcricketclub.com and I'll be fascinated to hear what he thought of that performance at the Gabba by the Indians. So hope you can join us then and thanks for listening.